we're back with another episode of 133 Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we this weekend? Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, it already feels far into the year. It's only been two days, but yes, Happy New Year. Um, but we are here on the saddest of Sundays. <laughs> it's the last Sunday before, after the, you know, the break, the, the holiday breaks. All the holidays are behind us. We took down our Christmas tree this year, too, or this year today, to signify that all the, the joy and uh, festiveness of the holiday season is over. It's done. Uh, NFL regular season's over. Bowl games aren't over, Marlo. Yeah. At least th- those things aren't over, so it's not like you know after the Super Bowl or something. So playoffs and stuff to work for, but it's attorney of the calendar and uh, attorney of the sports calendar and uh, work calendar. So here we go. Yeah, <laughs> you actually have to get back to work. Uh, coast season is over. Yeah, uh, you know, first of the year, you, you got to get back after it. So yeah, it is a slow demise. The week seventeen, you know, it, it was a glorious week seventeen, and we'll yeah. talk about it. But it is kind of bittersweet that it is week seventeen and. We will have playoff football, but it's the last week of all all teams football, right? Yeah. Supposedly, we're supposed to get better teams, but that's debatable. We'll see. Um, on that. Yeah, and <laughs> bowl week just while you know while the games didn't seem like they have in the past, at least as far as my interest level, there still was college football on throughout the day for a good week. So, yes, <sighs> we'll miss that. We'll miss that. Only one game left in that, and we'll again talk about that. But let's start. As we usually do with our Badgers. <clears throat> and this game feels like forever ago. <laughs> I sat down to put the uh, rundown together and I was like, really? This was just last week? Yeah. Uh, but it was last week, Wednesday, an awkward 11 a.m. kickoff for the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Wisconsin defeating Wake Forest 42 to 28. Um, I decided not to go with the good, great, bad, the ugly, mainly because it was so far ago that I didn't feel like it was really worth dissecting that much. But I just wanted to kind of do a couple quick hitters and, and move on. So first of all, good. quickly down 14-0. And I was sitting there, you know, as I'm trying to wrap up work before uh, the New Year's holiday going, do I even want to watch the rest of this? Now, I knew the answer. <laughs> the answer was I'm going to watch it no matter what happens. I watched every minute that's 50 six to whatever or whatever it was zero big 10 game so i was gonna watch it but i was a bit (laughs) asking myself if i should or shouldn't uh and it because it looked like it was going that kind of way yeah uh it did i didn't even get to the game until it was 14 nothing i turned on the game and it was 14 nothing uh so i i was contemplating that too um it was actually i was contemplating that too whether i was going to pay attention to the rest of the game or uh, or, you know, just enjoy the Wednesday, which happened to be my son's birthday. Happy birthday, Marlo. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, so sediments were shared yeah. on that uh, until I, I, I ended up paying attention more because we ended up scoring a touchdown to make it 14-7. But up until then, I was like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, it was. They Wake Forest came out slinging the ball around. They were beating our uh, man coverage Whenever they wanted in that in that first quarter, which was very frustrating, we were not getting any pressure um, on their quarterback Hartman until really until the interception started happening. You could tell when we finally started getting pressure. That's when those started happening. Uh, so it just he was able to sit back there. Their routes were able to develop, and they were able to find open receivers. And it just seemed like they were getting open on every play uh, in that 
in that first quarter. But luckily, as you said, Wisconsin kind of turned it around, had a nice 11-play, 75-yard drive, the complete antithesis to what Wake Forest had done <laughs> on their first two drives. Uh, but that kind of it seemed like it settled it down, got us in the game. Uh, defense was able to uh, contain uh, the passing offense. It was it was kind of a combination of the defense starting to contain and then them just kind of missing the shots, which is kind of what Wisconsin's defense does, right? Uh, especially with Wild Goose out, you know, we don't really have the coverage if we're not getting pressure. We don't have uh, the cornerbacks uh, really to stick with the wide receivers that long. You just kind of go, hopefully they miss enough of these. They didn't in the first quarter, did in the second quarter, and then the defense turned it on in the second half. Um, so let's pick up there because that's where it got fun. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the span of uh, four drives, five pass attempts, uh, Hartman, the Wake's quarterback, had four interceptions. I have rarely, if ever, seen anything like this. Essentially, they tried to do what they had been doing all game, running those slants, and the defense finally jumped them. <laughs> and in in four passes had um or in five passes excuse me had those four interceptions yeah that was pretty uh <laughs> that was pretty wild i think during that first especially those first two drives or the first half it's like what you were kind of thinking yourself what the hell happened to our defense mm-hmm. um and then this completely turned it around <laughs> it was like oh that's where they've been at and, and honestly for much of the season we haven't been getting those interception turnovers we haven't had many uh you know yeah. i don't know well i don't know stat department you know how many interceptions we had uh before the mail bowl but to have those four interceptions in that half setting up the short fields um was the key turnaround to the game and it made me i i know i was going through uh when sam their quarterback was his last name sam uh hartman yeah i was, just saying that. I was like oh i recognize that and he's from he was featured on you watch QB one on Netflix? No. <laughs> you say it with such disgust. I would, well, it's a good no. show. <laughs> QB one on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. It's uh they follow around high school uh, high school like top high school quarterbacks. Sam Hartman was in a season. Justin Fields has been in a season. Okay, I heard of him. <laughs> um Jake Jake Fromm. I'm trying to think people yeah, you would know. People, people I would know. know. Okay. Um but yeah, I, th- I thought football? that was. Um, I don't know why that, that came to my head, and I, I thought it was hilarious when he started throwing uh, interceptions. I think we had eight. I think we had eight on the season. Eight on the six, season. Eight, eight and six games, and uh, that's more four, than I thought. Eight four and one. Okay, well, we either had eight or we had four. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if my stats include this game. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, so okay, so between, either eight or four between eight uh, and four. But it was, you know, it is the mail bowl, but it was good to see, you know, the defense kind of come full circle here and kind of resemble some of that, what we're used to seeing, right? Pressure on the quarterback, that feeding into disruption in the, um, uh, disruption in the safeties. I'm going to say it's four, because I don't remember Burks and Sanborn having other interceptions. Agreed, yeah. And they have one on the season in this, so, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, yeah, the defense uh, for sure stepped up, and, and it just made it, it turned in from a, well, I thought it was going to be disaster to a very enjoyable little Wednesday, little Wednesday afternoon. You mentioned setting up the short field. Uh, we had screen drives of 32 
two and three. We had one of negative four that resulted in a missed field goal, but I want to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> a total of 176 return yards, which was more receiving yards than uh, our our team had. Which I guess makes sense, right? If you're yeah. having those short drives from the 32, 2, and 3, you just don't have an opportunity. And we're Wisconsin. When we have a lead, we're not going to sling the ball around the yard. But uh, that was a stat I saw kind of coming out almost uh, in a negative, like as a negative thing to Wisconsin. And it's like, well, what do you, you know, what do you expect? Um, <clears throat> after the game, I was I was looking at the stats and Mertz's stat line. It, it looks like, hey, he controlled the game. He was 11 for 17, 130 yards with a touchdown, two rushing touchdowns as well uh, on QB sneaks. And I guess that's good, right? Like that, you, that you're, you're kind of like, okay, like that was a pretty good performance. But like watching the game, I didn't feel that way. And I was wondering if you felt the same way. I, th- I didn't, f- no, I, I, the stat lines kind of matched up with my feeling. I feeling was this was like a typical Wisconsin quarterback game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of, it was, obviously it was, uh, slow going in the beginning and then, uh, the shutting up the short fields kind of got things loosened up. Um, I know Mertz doing the, the QB sneaks seemed to settle him down uh, after mm-hmm. that first touchdown, but I think going through, yeah, it was as in live, in live feel of the game. It was like, where is he? What is it? What is, where's the offense? What's going on? And then taking a look at the stats, I was like, hmm, yeah, it seems about right. That's right where a Wisconsin quarterback usually is. Yeah, I guess kind of thinking about some of the passes now, in hindsight, the Stokey had that 14-yard touchdown mm-hmm. uh, kind of swing pass. I think there was another swing pass or two to Groshek that got some chunk yardage. Just nothing seemed downfield done. Again, had a couple nice nice plays, though. Um but I, I, I'm just remembering, uh, there were a couple that were overthrown, and the one that sticks out to me was, uh, it was on a play action, Ferguson was leaking out wide open for a touchdown. We ended up scoring anyway, uh, but that's just a play that you got to make. Ferguson's yeah. all by himself. And yeah. so the negative plays kind of stuck out with me uh, as I was watching the game and then looking back at the stats. Uh, it kind of surprised me that it ended up being a normal Wisconsin quarterback uh, performance because it felt... It felt worse than that for me. So again, I, I, I maybe I'm being a little bit harsh for a team that scored 42 points and they ended up doing what they had to do, right? But um, I don't know. I just I, again, I, I still have that first two week Mertz in my mind where I'm like, yeah. when, when if ever is he going to get back to that? And I was hoping it'd be here against what I thought was going to be a relatively weak Wake Forest defense. Again, I can't fault them too much, right? With all those short fields opportunities, uh, but. I thought he was going to have a chance to be better there. Um, anything else on the game before we move to the after-the-game story? No. Um, no, no, that's it for the game. I, I guess what was your – I mean, we talked about it a little bit. But I guess what was your – I guess what was your overall feeling about the game and after-game and winning the Mayo Bowl? Like, what, as a fan, like, did it feel like, yes, we won a bowl game? It was just kind of like, eh, that was cool three hours. So – I love bowl games because I end up convincing myself that they're important when mm-hmm. we win, and mm-hmm. I, it's very easy to poo-poo them when you lose. So <laughs> it's 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 great <laughs> as a fan. Um, I you know that it's the Duke's Mail Bowl makes it feel a little bit less uh, that it's called the Duke's Mail Bowl <laughs> as a, you know it's obviously was it wasn't going to be a Rose Bowl this year or, or one of those, but like it's it made it feel a little bit more gimmicky than it probably should have. And once the game started, that kind of like lost its 
part of the story for me, yeah. uh, although it returned after the game. But <laughs> I think it just – I'm my takeaway from it is that this Wisconsin team was 2-3 two and th- two and three at one point and looking to have an absolutely dismal season, and they put it together. They beat Minnesota, which at the time, you know, I remember thinking, like, there's very little upside in this. If, if yeah. we lose, I'm devastated. If we win um, – I feel a little bit better, but I ended up feeling a lot better because it got us three and three and into a bowl. And now winning this game against a, a team that was 500 as well, Wake Forest, like, yeah, you can sit here and go, it's a Duke's Mayo Bowl, whatever. But the team ended up winning two games that I think other teams who are kind of spiraling or having a tough season like Wisconsin was having maybe don't rebound and don't achieve a four and three record. I, I, I say achieve like that's lofty, but, but they don't come back and get this result. And I think getting that result adds momentum, adds uh, a stability to the program where it looked like maybe it, it was floundering a little bit. Right. Um, and again, I'm really reading into it a lot, yeah, but yeah. some of the news that came out this week after the game, which we'll talk about in a minute, like I think just, adds to my good feeling about what this game ended up representing for this Wisconsin football team. Yeah, I, I feel that. I kind of, I, I walked into it like, uh, I think like much like you said with the Minnesota game, like, we, what, I mean, the big thing we had to do is if we win, it's a winning season, right? It's a winning yep. season versus a losing season. So I guess there was, there was that. I didn't think much of Wake Forest going into it, and then, I, like I said, I got in there and it was already fourteen nothing. So I had blown off the game completely already, like written it off, like it didn't matter. Yeah. But uh, you know, watching the end result, uh, watching the guys rally, uh, you know, it, again, it felt as a fan good to get that one last win in, um, finish with that winning record, finish this crazy season off uh, with with some resemblance of, um, I don't know, championship. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, you got a trophy, um, yep. but yep. yeah, and I, I really want. So this is kind of, I guess, pretty dumb, but I, I wanted the bowl game to keep that streak going, right? Of yep. NCAA uh, tournaments and and bowl streaks. So that was exciting to have. I mean, just like even if we lost this game, think just the difference between having a bowl game and not having a bowl game of us versus Minnesota, right? How it f- would feel watching these bowl games and being like sure we said we weren't going but we really didn't make it like that would feel way worse than yeah than even even a loss in in these games because i think in a, in a loss you can take something away and i know coaches always talk about the practice time but that yeah. wasn't as much of an issue this year as we were playing yeah, like, the next week. week pretty much so <laughs> uh so after the after the game in the locker room there was a bit of an incident uh i would say a frame job, but Ooh. Um, I'm on that conspiracy theory that uh, I've seen some people sharing. So uh, Mertz, quote-unquote, dropped the trophy while he was dancing. Was he, was he doing a dance that I'm that people know? Marla? I don't know. He's the a, giddy. He was trying okay. to do the giddy. Yeah, the with giddy. the trophy. And he says, I dropped it, and it shatters. I mean, it, <laughs> he was holding it down by his knee, right? And it, it falls onto the ground. It looks like it... So. I broke this film down Zapruder style. Wow. Okay. And I think it hits someone else's knee that's by him ah. and knocks the uh, mail ball off. The glass ball. The yeah. glass ball off of the trophy. Because the trophy is like breaking into two wall- as it's falling from his hand. Mm. And then both 
shatter on the uh, fall on the ground and, and and the thing shatters. Uh, and then they uh, found some Duke's Mayo, a little squeezable bottle, and taped that on the top. So I, you know, maybe it's better now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's going to be up in the in the trophy cases for years to come. Duke's <laughs> Mayo Bowl <laughs> trophy with the mayo in it. I think they're assigned someone to uh, replace the mayo every year or so, uh, oh, just good. to make sure it doesn't, you know, get too spicy in the in the old trophy yeah, case. Too much twang in it. <laughs> too much twang. In it. Um, and then so I think I, why I'm on this setup conspiracy theory. Uh, it got so much publicity. That the stupid trophy broke. It was oh, yeah. all over the place. It was on like Good Morning America. Like <laughs> that's way more talk or whatever than Duke's Mayo would have ever gotten if their trophy had remained intact. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like who? No one even knew the Duke's Mayo Bowl was happening besides Wake Forest in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, until that. Until that happened. That's right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't blame Mertz. I blame. Uh, the CEO of Duke's Mail, because this one I think goes all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> we got some news this week, Marlo. After the uh, Mail Bowl, uh, we have some players who are opting to return, some of them seniors, some of them uh, getting the additional year of eligibility uh, from this year. Uh, Jake Ferguson announcing with a picture of him and uh, Grandpa Barry. Uh, well, he announced it and then had another picture like talked about it with my family or something yeah. uh Sanborn uh the linebackers coming back and prior wide receiver come back I think Wilder the safety said he was coming back already uh but I didn't write him down here uh but so some key pieces uh, on both ends of the ball coming back for their for their senior year and it makes sense to me why each of them are coming back um yeah. after you know the relative disappointment that the season was especially for prior who was out much of it with an injury so Good to see that. Hopefully, we'll see some more players. I, I guess from a selfish standpoint, from a, <laughs> a fresh standpoint, <laughs> more players will stay. Yeah, uh, and and really make next year special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good to see Ferguson come back. Can't wait to see uh, more of the same picture with him and Barry. Uh, did you know he was Barry's grandfather, uh, grandson? Grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during every broadcast, that's gonna be good. Prior, obviously, a good pickup. Like you said, he was it was he was not in most games this season, and you could feel it. Yep. You could definitely feel it. So having you know that, that receiver and we got some up and comers, uh hopefully be able to fill some voids there. So looking good on that offensive side for our re- returning players. Yep. And obviously we have uh Mertzberger, you know, a lot of the other younger players coming back, but these are players who uh opted opted to come back. Groshek might come back. He's got I think he's got <laughs> be like a six year senior. Oh yeah. If he he shaved the mullet. He shaved the mullet, he can't come back. You can't come back now. You can't, can't come back, back now. He's yeah. all business now. He's, he's yeah, that's right. Not a he's, got a, guy. he's got a job lined up, so yeah. he's got to go. You know, <laughs> sell investments or whatever it was. I don't know what his job was. <laughs> all right, that's it for the Badgers. Uh, before we move on to Badger basketball, let's talk uh, other college football and semis were blowouts, Marlo. Y- yes, they were. Um, surprising. I mean. For me, the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame Bama outlook was not surprising. I, I think I, in my mind, thought that was going to happen. Thought it'd be even worse, and I think Bama could have put it on them a little more. They kind of led up uh, towards the end, completely in control of that game. I think the other, the Ohio State Clemson, did not see that big of a divide coming. 
Um, I thought it'd be a good game like last year, but I didn't. I did not see Ohio State just kind of trucking over Clemson. Yeah, it was. The uh, I don't have much to say about the Alabama Notre Dame game because, like you said, it did go about as expected. It felt at the same time early on. It felt like Alabama could score whenever they wanted, and then they let their foot off the gas. And I was like, maybe Notre Dame can kind of sneak back into this, and they never yeah. really could. Yeah, uh, enough to to put pressure on Bama, and then Bama put them away when they needed to. So maybe this score could have been a, a lot more lopsided to Alabama. Uh, just Notre Dame. I when they had their first touchdown drive, I was like, maybe this team can somehow score with Alabama. Like maybe yeah. they're uh, good enough on offense, and then, you know, a couple drives later, I, I no longer thought that. So. <laughs> but yeah, Bama just looks like they have a different level of, of talent out there, and I think that might be the case in the championship game, too. Um, then we went to Ohio State Clemson game, and like you, I didn't see this coming. I thought if Ohio State won, uh, it was going to have to be in a, kind of a comeback, last-minute fashion. Otherwise, it would be a Clemson score line 49-28 instead of Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, but Justin Fields was just awesome in yeah. this game. He was uh, unbelievable. I know the whole conversation through a, kind of alongside this game was kind of number one pick related. Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence ended up with a very good stat line, but Justin Fields just never let it matter. He was yeah. so good in this game, and it was so... I, I enjoyed watching. I was going to say fun to watch, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I was having fun watching an Ohio State quarterback torch up Clemson, but it was just so enjoyable to see him do whatever he wanted out there. Yeah, I was surprised at how many of the deep balls Clemson allowed um, just to kind of throw over their head. I, and some Two of the three of them were just absolute dimes Yeah, um, with, that did have okay coverage, but I was, again... Uh, you know, I, I always thought, of, maybe this was, maybe I'm thinking of Clemson's in the years past and haven't really watched them as close this year, but I always thought like Clemson has that uh, defensive nastiness um, that they usually have. And it just didn't seem that this team has it or had it on that day, uh, you know, to be able to to allow some of those some of those plays. But you're right, Justin Fields came in, was awesome, kind of got hurt there. I don't know, hurt his, couldn't even get on a bike or something, uh, yeah. came back in. Uh, well, I think I think on that play is where Clemson might have lost some of their nastiness on defense because that yes. is was their best linebacker who got called for targeting on that play, which I think was pretty uh, pretty soft yeah. targeting call, um, and that might have opened up. I, that doesn't necessarily affect the deep balls, but maybe that affects the pressure. Yeah. And uh, having two of those were to, or I guess only only one of the deep balls, but. Um, Having Olave back, I think, really opened up the pass offense. You could tell Justin Fields just felt way more comfortable being able to go to Olave. He had one of the deep balls, uh, the 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 fifty six the fifty six yard one. Did he have another one? Nah, no, it was Justin Jamison Jamison Williams had the other one. Okay, uh, so I think that connection and that was something that was missing in was it the last two games for Ohio State where it looked where I was starting to watch Justin Fields I'm like man he's struggling in these games what's going on I think it was that wide receiver connection uh with Olave because we've seen with the Badgers when the top wide receivers go out it's hard to find that yeah that rhythm with with the backup and especially younger younger wide receivers yeah um looking ahead we both expect Bama to win in the national championship yeah, I think so. I hope so. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Bama's so? Bama's Bama's very good. I just I don't know if I could take Ryan Day winning a national title. Um, 
That's yeah. That it's just uh, but I mean for to, I hope it's a good game. At the very least, I hope it's a good game. I do see Bama coming out, um, coming out on top. Uh, but yeah, I we'll see. I I just can't see. And maybe this is my blinders. I just and they did it against Clemson, but I can't see them doing that, running that same kind of open offense against uh, Alabama. Can you? No. Well, I said no, and then I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think about it a little <laughs> bit more. Um, I think there's a. Ch- I think this Alabama defense isn't is a little is a step down from the other Alabama defenses. They've been scored on a bit this season. Um, and if Ohio State can put on a um, show like or a performance like they did against Clemson, I think they have a chance of scoring with him. Now, this is the best offensive performance I've seen Ohio State play outside of like them playing Rutgers or some terrible team. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they played Rutgers this year, but every time they play Rutgers, they score like seventy points. Um, so if they so they would need to put together their best game against an Alabama defense uh, to keep even keep up with Alabama is kind of how I'm thinking about it. Um, so could they? Yes, but I don't I don't see that it's likely. Uh, I I'm hoping it's going to be a high scoring game like uh, you know both in the 30s or 40s. That's the type of game I see. Now, they could both come out and <laughs> play a different style in the national championship, but I, that would be an exciting national championship. And I don't really want, I don't know, I, did, I don't want either of these four teams to win, so it was really hard to cheer in any or root for anybody in any of these games. Um, I w- think I'll find myself rooting for Ohio State when it comes, pu- when push comes to shove and they keep showing Nick Saban and yelling at everybody and throwing his headset down when his team has a false start and all that nonsense he does. I'll find a way, I think, to end up rooting for Ohio State. I like Justin Fields. He's really good. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good players on Bama, too, that I, I like. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris is unbelievable. Uh, Devontae Smith is somehow going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I don't know. I, All of a I, sudden, they're giving it to non-quarterbacks again after yeah. Jonathan Taylor's out of the, uh, <laughs> uh, out of the pros. That's I, fun. Yeah. I know. I was surprised. That, yeah, and people think he can actually win. Um He's favored to win now. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it, I don't know when's the last time. I don't know. Sad department. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That would be weird. When is the Heisman Trophy? Thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is it, after, is it after the championship this year or before? Couldn't I don't tell. know. Couldn't tell. Well, God damn. Okay, fine. Anyways, we you, we both got Bama. Bama over OSU. Uh, Going to be close. Should be game. January 11th. Set your DVRs. Uh, January fifth. Oh, Tuesday. There you go. There January fifth. We'll find out. It's virtual. All right. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Ah, uh, it's here we go. I think he's favored now, Devonta Smith. A lot of words. A lot of words. Uh, yeah. he's great. Oh no, Mac Jones is favored. What? Okay, Mac Jones is favored. Okay. I just don't see. It's just such a weird year because yeah. Kyle Trask. So it's Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, uh, Kyle Trask, and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence missed two games. Yep. With COVID, so that's kind of weird. Kyle Trask fell off and had a terrible. Well, the votes were in, but had a terrible performance in his bowl game. So it seems like down to Mac Jones and Devonta Smith, and Mac Jones just seems like he was the quarterback of <laughs> Alabama who had all these weapons. 
uh, and doesn't really feel like it's a special. I mean, you could say the case for like Joe Burrow last year, but Joe Burrow felt like he was having a special year. It doesn't feel like Mac Jones is having a special year, although he's yeah. putting up the best QB performance. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, so, the the accumulation was kind of wasn't there. There wasn't that highlight moment, quote unquote. It was just a re- like you're, you're saying he's a really really good team around him, um, and he's and a good to be the quarterback player. But it's not like yeah, it doesn't feel like he's the best quarterback, right? And obviously, uh, Justin Fields would have been in this conversation probably if if he played more games. Yeah. Oh, should we make fun of Dabo Sweeney for ranking Ohio State 11th? Has that been done enough? Uh, Do we need to pile on? I mean, LeBron got in, so oh, now you know it's dead. Joke's dead. <laughs> joke's dead. Man. I thought I thought waiting until today we could have we would have had a shot at it, but I guess yeah. not. Uh, I think we should bring back or start the third place game so we can watch Notre Dame and Clemson play again. Ooh, yeah, we need to see that, right? We need that one. Third place game. <laughs> All right. Other bulls happened, Marlo. I said I wasn't going to get interested in them. I tried not to. And I think for the best part, I didn't really try not to, but for the best part, I watched them, but I didn't really get into any of them, to be honest. Are there any that you were uh, dialed into or that I you want to talk about? into the, the first national title game, uh, Cincinnati-Auburn. Uh, Cincinnati-Georgia? It was Georgia. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Auburn was UCF. Northwest. It got crushed by Northwest. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Um, yeah, I was into that. Sad for Cincinnati. Couldn't pull it through. Got hoes at the end. And that was about it. I did watch the Northwestern a little bit. Who was, who was playing at the same time? I was going back and forth. But it was another big deal. I watched the Northwestern game. Yeah, I think it was work. those two games that were going on. Oh, were they going? Man, I was, then I was going back and forth between those two. Yeah. So um, that was really it. That was really the only ones I kind of paid attention to, like, a majority of the game. Yeah. Alabama-Florida uh, was over before it started. Uh, a lot of Florida players opted out, so that was just a uh, Oklahoma crush them, so that wasn't very interesting. I, too, watched Cincinnati blow it against Georgia. I was really rooting for Ended up really rooting for Cincinnati, although their head coach, uh, what's his name, used to coach Pickle. at Ohio State. Yeah. So, that, so I was like, ah, again, <laughs> to see this guy win and then Kirby Smart wins I'm like I gotta see that guy win Ugh. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is what happens when you hate like half of the coaches in the, yeah, or are annoyed by half of the coaches um, yeah and then Texan AM beat North Carolina I guess that was the Orange Bowl uh, cool Texan AM thought that proved something I disagree but that's just him. okay North Carolina without their you know the All-American running back okay great it's just a weird year, yeah. um, and the bowl games happen. They just didn't feel outside of the Duke's the big one, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, Duke's Mayo Bowl, huge. And I'm sure each team felt the same about their bowl, right? But just the other bowls just didn't didn't yeah. do it for me. <laughs> but I'm sad that they're gone, right. for sure. Uh, that is it for anything else for college football. No, Texas fired their coach, and they're going to yeah. be Sarkeesian. That was weird. That's a great move, Texas. Great move. Fantastic. That yeah, that's a really weird move. Um I mean, I don't have like if you're gonna fire Herman, who's a better guy to go get. It's not Sarkeesian. Dude, like I feel like people forget so fast. Like I don't know if the people like people go to Alabama, become a coordinator, and then they just forget so fast, like how of a crap coach and bad person people are. 
And then it's like Sarkeesian goes away for a couple years into Alabama, and now they come back. It's like, oh, he should be the head coach of a Texas team that just had 10 wins. Like, makes no sense. None of this makes sense. Texas, you're not back. You should get back before you start firing coaches for having winning seasons. Yeah. The Texas... This feels a little bit like when um, Nebraska fired Pelini. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know you're winning 10 games a year and getting to pretty decent bowl games, but you're not beating Oklahoma, and we think we should be better. Right. So you're fired, and now we're going to bring in somebody else. It, that, it, that's what it feels like to me. Yep. Um, I think it, it has a better chance of working out for uh, – Texas than it does Nebraska uh, because they're they're Texas and they should eventually I think someday we'll be back I don't know that's like you said we doubt Sarkeesian's the answer yeah I I just don't know that he was there for five years or six years it just still feels like it was too soon to move on oh great. um and especially as they never had like a like a like okay if you're not a Texas Texas person like it wasn't never like a true like down year. Right? right, they were always competitive. Right, yeah, and the, again, they just weren't really beating Oklahoma, which is kind of like what happens to Michigan coaches, except John Harbaugh, who got an extension. <laughs> yeah. um, what happens? You just oh, if you don't beat your rival, um, they were talking during the, one of the broadcasts of the games when the news broke, and they were talking about how it's a quarterback like league, and you need to have a good quarterback and stuff. And I'm like, that has not been Texas's problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> their offense has been good, I think, throughout his tenure. Their problem was their defense; they couldn't stop anybody, and they have some talent out there. It just never seemed like they were able to, to you know, in the games that mattered, get consistent stops. When Ellinger's out there doing everything he can, and he's a really good quarterback, he went pro today, which I, I don't know where he's going to go in the pros. But hey, if Colt McCoy's still around, Marlo, oh yeah. <laughs> Elinger can go be a backup somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that was weird. Harbaugh got an extension. Did he get the extension, or was it just rumored? He got I heard rumors. I didn't see. I didn't see anything that he got it, but I heard saw some rumors that he's going to get an extension. So. I think they're doing the thing where his name's kind of coming up for NFL gigs, so he might mm. get an extension because of that. Yeah, yeah. Which will make. I forgot who gave him an extension in your game. I don't think either of us did. Anyways. Oh, yeah. um, I think we waited out. We got to roll the tape. Because I think I gave Franklin the extension. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's it. So, oh, the other thing on Herman. Uh, mm-hmm. He's owed like $15 million and they fired his whole staff, and everybody's owed like $30 million or something. Jesus. It just... It looks really bad. Yeah. And... I don't. I don't have an answer. I like college football, despite or college sports, despite their. Uh, I don't want to say financial problems. What is? Let's say ethical problems. Mm-hmm. But when this happens, it looks really, really bad. Right. Yep. And they went out and uh, that happened, and then everybody was getting their bonuses. Like Nick Saban got this huge bonus, and it was like Ryan Day got a. What was his five hundred thousand dollar bonus or something? And it's like, oh, he took a pay cut of a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> during the pandemic. I was like, oh, what a good Samaritan! Holy cow! <laughs> anyway, all right. I just wanted to complain about yeah, the system there's that I'm doing nothing system. to change. No, it's just complain. <laughs> complain about the system I'm perpetuating. That's why we, by have, that's why we have a podcast. All right, on to the hardwood, Marlo. Uh, only one game. 
this week after uh, the Penn State that was supposed to happen today at brunch time was postponed. Um, so the one game this week was a win over home win over Minnesota, seventy-one to fifty-nine, and it never felt that close. Uh, this game uh, was Potter's turn, <laughs> I guess is the way I thought of it. His turn to lead the way really enforced his will uh, in this game and in the paint. Um, he was kind of, the, I guess, the standout offensive player, uh, but the standout defensive player to me was uh, Trice. He guarded Marcus Carr, who has torched the Badgers in the past. Uh, held him to 10 points on 3 of 13 shooting, uh, as well as kind of delivering his consistent, you know, play uh, at the point guard position. Uh, ended up, finished with 14 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, just overall performance, but I think the man of the match, the man of the game was Potter. Uh, 8 for 15 from the field, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah, great win. I think this game, for me, it started out kind of sloppy. Um, the first, the first half of the first half, I would say. That doesn't sound like this Badger team. <laughs> um, but they really were able to kick it in that, that second half. Uh, is when things kind of things turned around. Um, like you said, Potter, uh, you know, Potter going off on the offensive end, being more active uh, defensively uh, down there in the in the post. Trice D, uh, Trice with his D, and then the overall. I mean. We talk about Davis, man. He's gonna be such a baller. He already is a baller, but yeah, his 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 being able to rotate in off the, off the bench, um, and just as a freshman, kind of being able to to work in with those seniors and, and move around um, in that free flowing offense, such a good side. And he's able to create his own shot at the same time. That not only is it, it, it is promising future, you know, as long as he keeps progressing, but um, it's just a nice option uh, to have that that man off the bench. Yeah, and I think you explained it really well, saying how he fits in with the team. He doesn't; it doesn't feel like he ever forces anything. He takes his opportunities, even his one-on-one opportunities, kind of as they come. Uh, and he, I think, him being part of this team is is great to allow him to develop because he doesn't have to be the guy, right? He can come now. He hits the old man fade around, you know, <laughs> turnaround yeah. jumpers. Uh, so he, he develops his post game. He cuts when he needs to. He's really active on the offensive. Uh, glass. He played. Ended up playing 30 minutes, which was, um, I guess, second most on the team uh, in this game. Finishing with, I'd say, just eight points. But he doesn't need to do much more. Yep. Uh, and he. It seems like he reads the game really well. I, I continue to be impressed with him uh, every every game that I see him out there. So yeah. I thought you almost said Davison at first. I was like, no. oh, oh, watch, watch the same same watch game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think this win looks even better given Minnesota's performances on either side of this game, which were both home wins against Michigan State, who they crushed, and uh, Ohio State, who I didn't watch, but uh, they had a large margin of victory too. So Minnesota uh, is beating everybody else, and we beat them. So that feels pretty good. Take that. Take that. Take that. Um, So next week, we only have one game unless they slot the Penn State game, although if... They didn't say why it was postponed. No. They said for health issues, yeah, uh, and that both programs mutually agreed to postpone it, but with no talk of practice being delayed for Wisconsin and um, the Indiana game on Thursday seemingly on. I can only presume that it was in the Penn State program. Yeah, they're Is being it- really hush hush about. It. It's weird, right? 
Yeah. Usually these things type of come, they're just like, yeah, we're postponed for health reasons. It's not going to happen. Okay. Um, but they are on track to be practicing tomorrow with their, uh, with the game Thursday still on. So like you said, we're, uh, it's probably on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It, hopefully, um, I don't, I, I don't know what the rules and protocols are, I guess in, I, I guess we haven't had to see them yet. Right. Uh, but hopefully there's that, a little yeah. bit, there's a little bit more. Uh, contact tracing or ability to, I guess, sequester the outbreak or positive players um, so teams don't have to cancel games because there's a lot fewer players in basketball. And um, with games kind of stacked on top of each other, it's a lot harder to just than just moving a game a week, you know? Yep. So uh, I guess a concerning development with it already postponing games in like the second week of the Big Ten season. Um, but yeah, better than postponed next week versus Indiana, um, who's kind of looked up and down this year. I don't have a great scouting report on them. I'm trying to remember what game I even watched them play. They are 6-4 and four on the season. I uh, watched them. Oh, I watched them lose to Northwestern when we thought Northwestern was good. And then lose to Illinois. So back-to-back losses are the ones that I watched. Um, so my view of them is a little bit shaded <laughs> by those two, <laughs> those two results. Uh, they play Maryland here tomorrow, so maybe we'll learn a little bit more out of that game. Which now I guess I have to watch because I said that. Nah, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll probably watch. I mean, I mean, the Big Ten this year. They're so it's so good. It's so fun. I want to root against. All the other good teams every week, every every day. It's so fun. Yeah, you'll be getting more into it as the uh, football dwindles down here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of football, model, let's yeah. we've put it off long enough. All right. The one thirty two breeze pod derby, Packers Bears, Packers thirty five, Bears sixteen. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I'm just gonna say I told you so. <laughs> I I I texted you earlier week saying. Bears would win by 21 instead. Of tw- I mean, the Packers would win by 21, only 21 this time, uh, because of injuries. And it ended up being less than that. So did you text me that? Oh yeah, I did. I did check the tape. Oh, um, right. only 21 because oh, because yeah. Bakhtiari got hurt. Yeah, got it. Got it. Bakhtiari got hurt, so it did only it only be 21. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this game. I think. <laughs> I think the I think the biggest description like this was uh, th- it looks so bad because this was the difference between a team that plays for touchdowns and a team that just sells for freaking field goals, um, and that's what was frustrating part until they decided to go for it and do a stupid play on fourth and one um, when they could yeah. have just kicked the field goal and still been in contention. But uh, here, that's not here nor there. Five then I think. Yeah, down five. But this time, this is the time we're going to go for it. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it was, I thought they went in with a good game plan. They were, went mm-hmm. up. Uh, it was 10 to 7 at one point. Um, then, it, you know, the, I don't know, there's a couple defensive miscues, which Aaron will always find. Uh, will always find that, you know, got, got those touchdowns. But I just think, again, it was, Getting when we got down to the other side of the field, um, 
settling for for kicking for three instead of the touchdowns was the biggest difference. Yeah, uh, I agree that with that assessment. Um, some of them I don't. With the game plan that you had, it's just really hard to, you know, get eleven play sixty yard drives into the end zone. Um, I think there. I also agree that you came in with a good approach. You moved Mitch around to start. Um, you obviously attacked with the ground game, which has kind of been uh, what you mentioned as an improvement from the past. Uh, I guess from the Nick Foles days, uh, they, they kind of reestablished that run game. And Montgomery was great today. He was breaking tackles and um, kind of turning plays into whatever the yardage should have been plus four or seven. I mean, he was. I thought he was uh, the best player today uh, for the Bears. The what? And I'm, I'm trying to think of how I want to. Ex- I, I want to describe this um, for. The, the game plan that they had, they were missing that like middle attack, right? You had yeah. the one deep ball. You probably should have had one or two more uh, attempts on that. Um, but it was the kind of chunk plays, the 12 to 17-yard plays that just weren't there. Yeah. Uh, and then when they finally went to go to them, it was too late, and the Packers kind of knew, hey, they need to start throwing the ball down the field. And that's when Mitch ended up with his interception. Um so I, I think it's just taking that game plan that you, that they had today and just pushing those routes out a little bit. And maybe that's just where Mitch gets into trouble, and that's why they didn't want to do it. But I just felt like you need the, needed those crossers to be a little bit farther downfield on some of those rollouts, and then we're, ta- we're talking a couple more points for the Bears and maybe a different different start to the game than, than the, what it was it, the touchdown and then the couple field goals. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, that's totally fair. And I think, I mean, uh, it goes to show where they were at. I mean, Allison, uh, Allen Robinson didn't have his, his normal typical game where he is catching those balls in the middle, 10, 12 yards um, when you need a first down. And now that you bring it up, and to be honest, I was watching the uh, Rams-Arizona game more closely than I was watching this game because <laughs> I fully had more. more. I really had, I fully thought it was a better chance for the Rams to beat Arizona than the than the Bears to beat the Packers. So okay. that's where my my rooting interest was during that time <laughs> slot, to be honest, if I'm being 100% honest. But, um, yeah, no, and that being said, that there's there's that hole of where we're we going with this play calling. And, I mean, to, to your credit, like, again, I can't tell if this is a naggy thing or this is a, uh, this is a naggy, at least not, he gave up the play calling, but coaching – or is this a trust and Mitch thing, or is it a combination of both? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just putting him; they're trying to put him into the situation to, to be as successful with his limitations. And that could that could very well be it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah. So, but so they did what they could w- with what they had, and I didn't. I thought it was a, a pretty decent attack. I just think you know when you play these good teams, you can't sell. You can't field goals isn't going to do it. You got to get touchdowns. Right. Right. Uh, did. Was there an update on uh, Roquan Smith? I, kn- I saw he went down. I didn't see him come back in. Did you? I did, he did not come back in. I didn't. I haven't seen. Yeah, okay. Nothing. Any, else. Okay. Anything after the game? Yeah. Yeah. The Packers on offense. Uh, so kind of shifting to the Bears defense. Thinking of the Bears defense, uh, the Packers on offense really just attacked whoever the linebackers were covering, and that's I was thinking of that. Why I thought of Roquan Smith going out. Uh, obviously, he would have. 
been better than whomever. Uh, Trevathan, I know, was in coverage a lot, uh, and I can't remember the other um, linebackers now that, that got beat on a couple plays. But it, it just seemed like uh, on MVS's uh, long touchdown pass, on a lot of the crossing routes, uh, in things, the, the Packers were attacking the Bears as the Bears continued to drop linebackers into coverage. Uh, and obviously, then when you have a wide receiver on a linebacker and in a crossing pattern, the advantage is going to be the wide receiver there. Um, so that was a lot of how I think the Packers kind of pulled away, pulled away in this game. Um, but I guess if I'm going to switch to talking about the Packers, um, yep. starting with Rogers' perfect half, I think he was 10 for 10, 158, two touchdowns. Obviously, a, a perfect passer rating there. Just seemed in complete control of the game. Understood where he wanted to go, where his matchups were going to be, and took full advantage of that. It was a lot of fun. He was having fun out there. Um, then and added insult to injury by throwing to Duffner at one point, <laughs> who I didn't even know was on the team. Uh, catching a tight end, catching. Uh, I think that was the third touchdown pass. Um, they kind of got off track after uh, sputtered, I guess, should be a little bit. They didn't get off track. They sputtered uh, when MVS caught what should have been his second – or dropped, excuse me, what should have been his second touchdown pass uh, <laughs> on a wide-open pl- pass play. would have been another 72-yard pass. Rodgers, uh, the quote I liked hearing is, you couldn't have handed the ball off any more accurately than that pass was. And it just hit him in the hands, and it just fell through. I don't understand. He, MVS, he'll have ones like that, and it just—it's just baffling. He—he's like a lean four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he can do some crazy, amazing things, and you go, "Why can't you just do this all the time?" And then he'll just like float out of a game and uh, make terrible mistakes. <laughs> it's just so infuriating. Um, I—I I guess you live with the—you live with it because right, the good's good enough to outweigh the bad, but man, sometimes. And that one was one of those holy cow moments. Uh, and then that that was where I started to have doubt because then the Bears had put together another drive, got another field goal. The Packers went, th- I don't remember if they went three and out, but then Rodgers kind of missed a couple throws. Yep. Um, and it, it started started to get a little worrying, but they got back out of the sputter, I guess, because, um, again, they didn't get off track. They just were sputtering. Uh <clears throat> And and kind of put the bears put the bears away. Uh, Rogers and Adams, uh, the duo, continue to be effective in this game. Uh, Rogers setting team records for touchdowns and completion percentage, breaking his own records from 2011. I don't think he did enough to break the passer rating record, but he would have finished second in uh, uh, for the team record on that. And then Adams broke the team records for receptions and. Did he break it for touchdowns? He had 18 touchdowns, 113 receptions, um, doing that while missing two and a half games this year. So absolutely incredible season for those two guys. Uh, and finish as 13-3 and three, uh, and get, get the coveted first round by, which is great. There was a moment there uh, when the offense was sputtering. Seattle came back against San Francisco, and the Saints were putting away Carolina. I was like, no way this happens, right? Where <laughs> would you have dropped to the three everything, seed, right? If that happened, yeah, we would have dropped to the three seed somehow. Yeah. Uh, if if um, they had lost and the other two, the Saints and Seahawks had won. Uh, what is going on in this Philadelphia game? 
They put in not Jalen Hurts because they wanted to quote unquote get him some snaps. He's now thrown an interception and fumbled the ball. Who is this guy? I, Sudfield? I have no idea. They wanted to get him <laughs> some snaps. So is yeah. He's not making a case for 2021. Imagine if you were a Giants fan watching this. Oh, and you need God, them to so win, angry. and they got Sudfield in there. It hit his snap, hit his knee. Oh my God! Okay, all right. Sorry. What a division. I know. I know when people love when I get distracted by sports that I'm watching. <laughs> but that was too bad. That had to be commented on. I let the interception go. Yeah. Well, yeah. The last three plays have been an interception. Or has been interception, interception, fumble. That's the, that's the sequence of the last three plays in a row. Oh interception God. by the suffer guy, interception by Alex Smith, and now fumble by... It's like Wake Forest playing Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now a penalty. Great. All right. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the Packers-Bears game as I got distracted? No, uh, I'd say go Rams. go Rams. Go Rams. Go uh, Rams. What a, what, a, what a little holiday gift, though. I mean, come on. Rams losing two in a row. Kyle Murray. I, I saw when Kyle Murray came back and I was like, you jerk. Um, <laughs> he come in and save the day. But yeah, that ended up being backup versus backup, which was, a, I, again, couldn't imagine being a fan there either. Um, yeah. But yeah, go Rams. Rams win, beat the Cardinals, Bears still get in the playoffs. Yeah. Watch out, Saints. So are you this, don't want to play this, this now. You're the seventh seven seed. Seventh seed, yep. Playing the Because the Rams won. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All you need, chip it a chair. <laughs> Chip and chair playing the Saints. All right, let's look ahead then to the playoffs, and I think we'll talk about some of the other games today, perhaps, as we go through that. NFC side, your Bears are playing the Saints. Uh, I guess let's talk about that one first. I think I saw this was the largest opening spread. Bears were minus eight. Sure. Or, excuse me, the Saints were minus yeah. eight. Um, so largest opening spread. Makes How sense. do you feel going in against... Uh, Against the Saints. Not good. Um, yeah, not good. I think it's going to be a tough game. They cannot, the defense cannot do what they were doing today and just leaving people wide open. That's one. Um, but I guess the Shining, uh, you know, it's a game, away game in the Dome, but they can't have any fans, so you're not fighting against that. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the loud Superdome. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think, but the, I guess the, the good news is is that the whole Drew Brees not you know he, he lost his long ball, which I don't believe because he'll find a way to show that against the Bears because that's what happens. Um, but that well, if that's the case, that plays right into the Bears defense, uh, keeping people in front of him, being able to pressure the quarterback. Uh, Got to obviously keep Kamara and company in check. Which, by the way, I saw some. Wait, what, when's the game? They play. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Uh, it's the... Uh, they did that on purpose. Because I saw, I saw, I was reading the ticker below, and uh, Kamara, he, he didn't play today because he was on the COVID reserve list, and they were saying that if it was Saturday, he wouldn't be able to play. But Sunday, he can't. Uh, so, I see what yeah, you did the, there, NFL. I see what you It's did. the second game. It's uh, 3.30, 3.40 yeah. uh, on, on Sunday. So, I don't know why I put these in the in the order that I did. Oh, I think I did it by the uh, the two, three, and then four seats. Yeah. So I did it by seating. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't forget. This is let's be honest. This isn't a playoff team. Matchup <laughs> of a game earlier earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, Saints won by a billion. Uh, 
No, it was 26 to 23. <laughs> and Nick Foles was quarterback then. So, man, I changed. mean, Trubisky's clearly three points better. Uh, the bad news, I think, is Michael Thomas is going to be back ah, yeah. for the Saints, who's uh, been on IR with either a bad attitude or a high ankle sprain. I'm not sure which. Um, but he won't be back, uh, so that will be that will be troublesome. Um, I don't think I, I, I'm against you in that. I don't think Drew Brees can throw a deep ball anymore. Ooh. At least not to the level we expect um, him to be able to. Uh, the exciting thing about this, Marlo, is this game is going to be on Nickelodeon. Nice, kid. Which friendly. I assume will be the Bears broadcast. <laughs> or <laughs> how does that work? I am. I will commit to watching this game on Nickelodeon. Yeah, you sit down. If with, I get Nickelodeon, do I? Do I get Nickelodeon? I don't know. Do you? I just want to see. I'll check. I'm it out. definitely gonna. Check I just it want. Out. We'll get the re- we'll get the research department on if I get Nickelodeon. I just don't, I'm so curious how they're making this a kids friendly version of the NFL game. I do not. Oh no! You better upgrade. How do I not get Nickelodeon? Upgrade the package. Well. Guess I'm gonna have to use my seven-day trial of sling <laughs> again. <laughs> I just want to see what they're gonna do. Yeah. To to make how do I not get Nickelodeon? That's unbelievable. All right. Um, who owns Nickelodeon? I don't know. Maybe I have their streaming service. All right, I'll look into it. I will do my best to watch this on Nickelodeon and report back because I can't imagine that any actual Bears or Saints fan would want to watch it on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Oh, who's going to be the announcers? Is it just going to be like well, had kids the, celebrities? Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions. All right, I'm they excited. They will all be answered. I'm excited. They will all be answered. All right. Uh, other matchups, Ram Seahawks for the third time, and Tampa Bay is going to place whoever is uh, wins the NFC East, which at this moment looks like it's Washington. Uh, they just went up 20-14. to 14. Uh, I just, you know, of course Tom Brady gets – to play one of the worst division winners of all time as a wild card. Of course that happens to Tom Brady. Yeah. We we never talk about it during the season, but Tom Brady won, right? It was Tom Brady. It's not Bill Belichick. Tom Brady won. It's like clear, right? He he won the season. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. But we can put it at the back. I'm, I'm more surprised that wasn't a bigger storyline this season. And maybe it was in other places. Maybe it was in... in uh, in other markets, in New England, yeah, or but I'm I'm fully surprised that wasn't like a, a, a bigger like national storyline. I think it was, and it was until the Patriots started to be really bad. <laughs> because it was one that's like, just wait till you see what you know, Bill Belichick and Josh McCown, McCown what's McDaniels, his name? McDumbles, McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel's, you know, figure out with Cam Newton, and then it's like, no, it's just not happening. <laughs> and then I think it, it went away. Um, yeah, he won the year. I, I think for it to have any kind of lasting stake, because in the end, who really cares? Like they're both really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have you don't have one without the other. But if Tom wins a championship and Bill never gets a winning team again, then I think you could say one is more. You know, like then I you could be like, yeah, well, Tom was the reason. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so, right. although. I don't like how there's if the favorites all win, Tampa Bay plays Green Bay again because that revenge the game. First time did not revenge game. 
that did not go. Oh, there you go, revenge yep. game. Um, yeah. So then, other games: uh, Rams, Seahawks, and Tampa NFC East uh, in the NFC. And then on the AFC side, we have Colts versus the Bills. Uh, Colts getting in off Jonathan Taylor's record-setting day. He ended up with um, 253 yards, two touchdowns, ended the season as the rookie leading rusher, uh, over 1,000 yards. Uh, so a great day to cap off a great rookie season for Jonathan Taylor. That was fun to see. Yeah, he likes that building. And could you imagine, I mean, probably the first four, maybe five weeks, they did not utilize him at all. Like, at all? I felt like they weren't utilizing him to the last two. But. <laughs> oh, no, like, yeah, in the first couple of weeks, they weren't utilizing him at yeah. all, and then they were ridiculously underutilizing yeah. him. So, yeah, that was a good job by good job, Jonathan. Um, yeah, just watching the watching that game, just so many flashbacks, him hitting that hole, I, taking it to the uh, house. They've seen, they've seen enough of enough of Sudfeld uh, hurts his back in the game. Okay. <laughs> Fun experiment that was. <laughs> um, I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about Ramsey Hawks. Uh, Brown Steelers. I'm excited for this rematch. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be a rematch. Huh. Well, they they just played this. Yeah, no, no. I know. That's that, what I, mean. I didn't realize they were going to be playing again. I see. Yeah, it, yeah. There was a chance that we were going to have uh, Bears Packers again, right? Yeah. And uh, Brown Steelers again. Uh, Browns win today. Baker was good. He did uh, enough, I think, to – I don't know. I, w- I was watching this, and I was just impressed. I, I, they ended up just winning because of a failed two-point conversion in the end. Yeah. Um, but I thought he – I thought he was good in this game, and he didn't F up. So that seems like a step up <laughs> for Baker Mayfield. And kind of all I – that's really all I expected of him. So he did what I expected him to do, and uh, – I don't know. I guess I was impressed by that, uh, which doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go with that. I don't know how much better... <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Are yeah, you ready? ready? I don't know how much better the Steelers are with Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> than Mason Rudolph. Here's why. The only reason the Steelers were in this game, it may be it's because it, Mason Ray, Rudolph was the quarterback for most of the game, he just chucked the ball. He just chucked the ball downfield, and he let uh, his wide receivers, Claypool, whomever, Win the ball, win the battle, and they did again and again and again. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't done that in weeks. <laughs> so, do they get in that situation where they're down, and need to chuck the ball again and again and maybe not? But maybe he's not that much of an upgrade. He's obviously a better quarterback, right? Right. But I mean, by like a matchup against this Browns defense, I don't know. I want. I just want the Browns to win. I'm trying to convince myself so that the Browns can beat the Steelers. Browns to win. I don't know, I agree. I mean, the Steelers haven't been playing that good of a ball the last month. Um, yeah. So it, I could see it definitely happening. And then it looks like you know the Browns had a tough last week where they had their whole receiving court not not a part of the game. Um, and you see what a difference it makes once they're back. I, I think you know uh, what's his face Peoples. I've heard this first part of his name. Uh, Donovan Peoples. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones been a nice surprise. For most, yeah. we knew he was good, um, and you know, uh, Jarvie is coming through. Yeah, Landry. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, it, it's coming on. So, and then Nick Chubb is running all over the place. So it's, I could definitely, I could definitely see it happening um, again because unless the Steelers find a way to get back to their early season form, but 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns pull it off. Yeah, I guess to kind of put a, a not so Mason Rudolph versus Ben Roethlisberger yeah. um, com- comp, because obviously that, that I know saying it, I felt like Skip Bayless or something <laughs> saying it is ridiculous. <clears throat> but I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, I think the Browns can score 24 points again against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I find it less likely that the Steelers will score 24 points against the Browns defense again. If that makes there you sense. There go. That's very well put. Very articulate. And it's, oh my God, he, oh, he almost fumbled. This game is just, this is terrible. One of these two teams could be in the playoffs. This is crazy. Um, all right, last one, um, I guess, to mention. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Colts versus Bills. Ooh, yeah. Do you think the Colts have a chance? No, Bills are playing very well. Josh Allen uh, looking like a pro. And they're going to have fans. Not a lot of fans. Yeah. But Bills are going to have fans. Some and fans. if they're going to have fans in the stadium, they're going to have fans in the parking lot. So it's going to be <laughs> Bills by a billion. Bills by a billion? Yeah. Okay. Um, only way I see the Colts winning is a healthy dose of Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor being successful. Um, Bills' defense has been better of late, but hasn't been in most of the season, they weren't the Bills defense we've kind of become used to. So maybe there's some possibility there. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And if they're down, I don't trust Phillip Rivers coming back. <laughs> so I don't know. And the, Col- the Colts have just been so up and down. Uh, the only way I can see them winning again is, is Jonathan Taylor having a big day. And maybe that's just because I want that narrative to happen. So uh, we'll go with we'll go with that. All right, Ravens, Titans. Uh, I think the this is the only game in which the uh, wild card team is favored over the division team. Uh, Ravens, Ravens, I think were a, a three or three and a half point favorite uh, on uh, on the opening line. Titans coming off a miracle win against the Texans, which was even more of a miracle <laughs> than I thought because I had missed the uh, the the pass play to set up the field goal, and then I missed that. The, somehow missed the field goal, bounced off the upright, yep. and in. Uh, so I don't know. Those are kind of team of destiny things, Marlo. What do you Ooh, think? That's how the D. That's how the DVD starts, right? So yeah, it starts with them getting into the playoffs on a doink. Well, it starts with Derrick Henry shoving defensive backs true, to the ground. True, true. They should make that DVD anyway, and I will not buy it. <laughs> but uh, they should put it online. And I'll watch it. Yeah, there you go. Oh no, it's it's interesting. You brought that up. Um, it does seem that way. I mean, if Tannehill can run the table, jeez, I what a team. I think it is fun to watch Derrick Henry run over people. I think uh, if it's going to be a year, this would be it. I mean, in the AFC, right, usually you have the uh, – usually you have a team in the AFC that's like that's who you have to go through, right? That's the top team. Yeah. And this year, I feel like it's just a, it's, it's a bunch of teams that all really have – I mean, besides Kansas City. That's why because it's not listed here. So Kansas City is that team. Yeah. Um, but these, these, all these wild, these six wild card teams, um, it's kind of any, it's, it's like anyone's game. It's whoever brings their A game, that game. And is anyone going to beat mm-hmm. Kansas City? Yeah, probably not. But it'll be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I think where this ends up being, uh, Tennessee did beat Baltimore last year yeah. after ruining New England's dynasty. Yes. Um, so they have that. They have, I presume they could, Use a similar game plan uh, uh, this year, so I guess there is a chance there. Uh, I'm kind of talking myself into being interested in that. I didn't think I was going to be very interested in that game, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself into it. 
I'm just not going to be interested in Ram Seahawks again and Tampa versus whoever they play, unless the other team wins. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be very interested. <laughs> but if Tampa just beats them, I am not going to be interested. And again, in- interested means I'm going to watch it, but <laughs> not enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the NFL playoffs. I think you hit the summary on the head, though. It's Kansas City's to lose, trying to jinx them. Um, but I like, I don't know. I just, again, Tampa Bay coming in. They were able to run on us so much. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. So that's the NFL playoff picture, Marlo. Anything else on the NFL uh, before we move on? Do you think Rodgers should be MVP? Um, I don't know. Of course I don't. Um. I'm trying to think. You know who else has said? Of course, you of course don't. I don't. You know, I try to think like Russell's had a pretty good season, but he kind of had he had some downs. And Aaron, even on his, I mean, he had one what bad game, and that was the Tampa game, and it wasn't truly that terrible. Um, and then who else is really in the running? It's Mahomes. Mahomes, it's Mahomes or Rogers? Mahomes or Rogers? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. There'll be two times. There'll be uh, how many MVPs does Roger have? Two. Or just one? I think so. I think just, just one. one. So it would be a repeat MVP if that's if we're going to write for one of the two. It'll be their second. He has two. Oh, he, he does two. have two? <clears throat> yeah. I oh, think... Man, I hope so. Well, sweet. We're going to see I think cool he, I think State he, Farm commercials well, about this. I see it in my future. I... Uh, Obviously, think he deserves it. Um, I think the narrative is now on his side. I think the way in which he closed out the seasons. Although I have no idea how Patrick Mahomes played today. He didn't play. Uh, they I, didn't play him. He didn't play at all. They rested That's their gonna stars. Hurt. That's gonna hurt. Um, I don't know. He he has forty eight touchdowns on the season. He had seven four touchdown games. That's stupid. He has the second or third highest passer rating of all time. Um. <sighs> It was just a fantastic year to watch, and I think the narrative's there. I think a lot of people are going to look at it and go, Mahomes is probably going to win a lot more. How many more chances is Aaron Rodgers going to have? Um, maybe I'm just sprinkling it out there. because <laughs> Now you're just poisoning. Poisoning the, yeah, I'm po- the voters. Poisoning the well in the ar- of the yeah. argument. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think he's deserving, but I think that there's there's also – Kind of the narrative there to uh, to to go with it, and Mahomes won it last year. So, so there we go. Okay, um, Derrick Henry got two thousand two thousand yards. He did. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, it, it says I can stream Nickelodeon on Hulu, but when I go to my channels, it's not there. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I suppose I shouldn't figure this out on the podcast. It says for free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we'll have All to right. report back next time and see if you got Nickelodeon uh, yeah. to watch the game. People like pins and needles yeah. for it. So that's it for the NFL. Playoff week is fine. It's going to be cool having three games Saturday and Sunday. It is very, very cool. cool. Uh, I am very excited for it. It's going to feel like... Uh, I don't know. It's going to feel like bowl games again. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for it. All right. Well, with that in the books, regular season's over. we got playoffs. Both of our teams are in the playoffs. Um, you have that bye this week, so we can listen to my tears next week. Um, but until then, we're going to go into America's favorite segment now, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, we'll keep it brief again this week. 
Liverpool with another disappointing performance. Got a draw against Newcastle, who is a bottom of the table team. Um, I don't. I I'm going to blame this, Marlo, because you know I'm not. One, I'm I'm one to use excuses and and try and shift blame away from my team's actual performance. <laughs> uh, I think the team, they looked a little lackluster out there. The offense just didn't have a bite to it. They didn't have a tenacity to themselves. Uh, that said two games ago, they scored seven points. Uh, three games ago now? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they just look like they're kind of f- missing that kind of, that last bit of oomph that you need to kind of create chances to put games away. I'm blaming it on the uh, congested holiday um, schedule. They've played a lot of games over the last couple weeks, uh, and they've kind of been surviving a lot of injuries. So I think they've been overplaying some of their players and kind of hitting a little bit of fatigue. They're starting to get a couple of those players back. Tiago came in at the end of the Newcastle game. It was good to see him back. Uh, Milner was back, although he's more of a, a support player at this point of his career. But we're starting to see some of those, some of the depth come back into the squad, and hopefully that will kind of alleviate what I'm interpreting as fatigue within the team. We'll see tomorrow. They have another game against a team they should beat in Southampton. Again, another team that's bottom half of the table they need to they just need to go out put together a performance they're now tied atop the league with Manchester United uh and really in a situation they shouldn't be in after dropping uh dropping four points to teams they should given the talent on the squad it's teams they should have beaten um so there we go. Uh, that oh, one other thing with the corner kick. Uh, the really exciting moment today in the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea was playing Manchester City, and we had two two Americans on the field, one for each team, both from Pennsylvania. Uh, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, excuse me, uh, for Chelsea, and Zach Steffens uh, was the goalkeeper for Manchester City. Sounds like he's going to be the goalkeeper of the now and of the future for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, so that's really. Really exciting uh, to see. That guy just dove at Alex Smith's yeah. leg. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Wow. Uh, that's it for the corner kick. That is it. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we had some throw-ins. Yeah, throw-ins, NBA. Uh, Bucks hit a billion three-pointers. Uh, they set an NBA record, but you would know if you're watching TNT because they went away from the game because <laughs> the Bucks were winning by so much, despite the fact that hey, they were uh, you know. I didn't know TNT goes away from games. Where did they go to? It's just another game. It just they just went to a different game. Uh, I, I can't remember what the other game was because I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. They don't do. It's so frustrating because they they don't do that if. Another top team, if the Lakers are doing this, or oh, yeah, no, that's why I was surprised. Golden State's crushing somebody, but no, when the Bucks are playing really well, and granted, it was a Heat team without um, Jimmy Butler, but nonetheless, you put this game on TV, and one, it's just I don't know, it's just frustrating, and the dis- the disrespect, Marlo, the disrespect I felt. Oh. Well, sorry, you see, you had a, a billion. Um, you beat the Bulls this week. Congratulations. Yeah. So didn't even didn't even need to bring it up the young bulls <laughs> the young bulls that's right the young bulls the Wisconsin Wisconsin teams older than the bulls <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that case 
Still funny. We talk. I know, I know, but I'm going to bring it up it's every still time. Funny. Um, it's still funny. Still funny. They're still older. They're still older. today. Yeah. <laughs> they're catching up, but they're still older. Um. All right, then. <laughs> How are they? <laughs> Black Monday tomorrow. We're gonna find out. I guess oh. we're gonna find out who's changing what on what teams. Uh, already started. Already started. Adam Gase gone from. Surprisingly, <laughs> I should I should add. Surprisingly, did you see the rumors out there that Jacksonville wants to go after Urban Meyer, and then if they don't get Meyer, they want to get Ryan Day. They just want to be Ohio uh, State. They just want to be Ohio State, essentially. Yeah, I don't. I know other people have made this point. Um, I, I might have in the past. Uh, I don't know that. Ur- I'm not going to say Urban Meyer won't be a good NFL coach. Mm. But what he's really good at doesn't translate to the NFL. Like, his motivation, his recruiting, his building a, a culture. He's, he's, he's the definition not of the type of coach. coach. He's not the type of college coach I look at. And I guess I don't look at last college coach and be like, this guy's going to be good in the NFL because track record hasn't been great lately. But, like, Urban Meyer specifically is somebody who's like, if I was – Texas, or I was in, I would want to hire Urban Meyer, but I, I would want him coaching my NFL team. Yeah. Ryan Day, the same. Oh, although, yeah. although I've been, I don't know. I, I need to see a little bit more of Ryan Day, I guess, um, from a, uh, like a, a dive into X's and O's a little bit more. What I do know is his teams usually play better in the second half, which usually, uh, goes to coaching right he makes it seems like he makes adjustments especially against wisconsin um <laughs> not the count at halftime and that's one thing i can look to and go this is you know why but the hard thing with coaches like ryan day and urban meyer is they're good coaches because they have the best players right how much is it players versus scheme uh whereas like not that cliff kingsbury is setting the world on fire in the nfl but um He's not somebody that was like surrounded with talent. You looked at him and goes, he's a he's a coach. He can develop a scheme and he can win football games. Again, that remains to be seen. But like that type of coach, I think translates better to the NFL than, uh, hey, this guy's been really successful as a college coach. Let's bring him in. And that's what I think Urban Meyer. Is. Yeah, no, I totally one hundred percent agree with you. And I I see where you're going with with Ryan Day, but I feel like Ryan Day has too much of a small person complex, and he kind of uses that to his advantage, always talking about being underdogs when you're clearly not. Um, yeah. <laughs> and doing that, and I don't think that works well in as well in, in NFL locker rooms. If it does, it doesn't last that long. Um, when they right, because at some point you're good. Yeah, exactly. And the players know they're yeah, good. Exactly. And it's harder to convince, you know, 20-somethings than teenagers that... You know, don't read what's out there. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we'll see what else is coming down. Ian Rappaport said before, or said earlier this morning, that um, Matt Nagy, they were looking extending Matt Nagy. So, awesome. Great. Extending Matt Nagy? Well, give him that one year. Give him this one year. When when is his contract up? Is this year? No, it's not. But there was a lot of talk of him not being around. So, I think they were trying to put it to bed. Um uh, I could it could be different depending on how this game goes next week. So we'll see though. We'll see what kind when the uh, the coaching carousel will go. Um I think we talked a little bit of, like you put it in my head that you put it in my head that 
I'm gonna pay attention now because um, Jimmy Leonard would you put it in my head that Jimmy Leonard might take an NFL position if something yeah. opened up, and so now I'm paying attention more to where people are going in the NFL. Okay, because you got me scared. So that's your yeah. fault. Now I can't sleep. Hmm. <laughs> Is Rex Ryan coming back? If Rex Ryan gets hired, oh, then yeah. it's over if Rex Ryan comes back. Yeah, I don't know. Let's get out of that nice cushy job in the ESPN studio. I don't think there's not a world where Rex Ryan comes back, right? <laughs> no, there's not. I think he had his, he had his <laughs> okay. shot. Okay. All right, that's it. That's all I wanted to get at. Um, any other throw-ins? Uh, no, that's that's it. All right. Well, looks like Washington's going to come out with this one. So, congratulations to the Washington football team. I mean, the big takeaway is we now know we don't have the answer in Sudfield. Oh, he's back in. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, they. I, I, I just want to. Know. They were talking about Peterson if he's going to be back next ah, year. There you go. And so this is kind of related to Black Monday. Yep. But I, I forgot. To, and he said, they said they're going to bring him back. They're, he's going to design an offense around Carson Wentz and what works to his strengths. Wait, what? I was like, uh, what? Wait, like, what? He's been your quarterback. <laughs> he's been there for years. <laughs> now you're going to do this? Jeez. What you call? Trying to outsmart like, the room. Things like that. It's like... <laughs> Maybe if your performance didn't warrant it, like saying something that dumb, <laughs> like maybe that's worth, maybe that's worth uh, letting him go for. Because that is, oh my god, that was a hilarious report. Oh, you have to worry about putting offense around Sudfeld. No, I'll tell you that. No, I don't think this kid can throw past ten yards. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> we got our we got our answer on that one. All right, Casey, that is going to be it for me. Uh, as always, guys, find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at BroffyBadgerFan. That's going to be it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, as always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>